The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime has been brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash PSVG. But special shoutouts to Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Braboni, Chris M., Devin Tyus, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman, Benny Liu, and Joel Voss, the Professor Switch. A big thank you to all of our supporters, of course, uh, whether Patreon or not. But if you are a Patreon supporter, you do get some cool exclusive benefits, uh, like episodes of PSVG DLC and the newly reformatted Arcadia Academia, Kevin Hates Everything, and now even Bored with Everything, which I appear in the most recent episode. Thank you very much. As well as being entered into our monthly Patron of the Month giveaways. Current offerings include $20 to Apex Legends, which will get you a great jump start on Season 3 and the Halloween event, uh, $20 to the eShop of your choice, or one of the spiffy new PSVG hats. To get in on all the action and help support us, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. But I will not hold up this very special episode, episode 200 of PSVG Prime. Now, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This is episode 200. Now, you might say 200 is a great thing. You might say 200 is a milestone, or you might be some jerks on the internet who say 200 is not a big deal. We've done way more than that, Kevin. Well, then I say to you, this actually, while is episode 200 of this show, this is the 617th podcast production from this network since we were started three years ago. So that is something. I don't care what you say. So poo-poo to you, haters. <laughs> um, it is I, your host, Kevin. With me this week is not Lucas. He's taking the week off because he's got a special project coming up next week's episode. But with me is coming off her ivory tower, the Nintendame herself, Caroline from the Nintendo Shack. How are you? Ivory tower? What does that mean? It, you you rarely come off of the Nintendo Shack because I you don't see. talk anything but Nintendo. So I see. Well, I'm I'm playing more games other than Nintendo. I'm playing this kind of like MMO stuff that I'll talk about here in a minute. Yes, we have questions about MMOs for sure. So that'll come mm. up for sure. And making his, I think fifth appearance, if not sixth, it's one of those. Really? Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. You might know him, Food Network star, the hero of chefs and the chef of heroes. Justin, the Wanderer, Warner. What's going on? What's up, man? How are you? Uh, great. Happy 200th and 675th or what have you. I already <laughs> We don't even pay attention either. Just somebody somebody commented how 100 wasn't a big deal for Nintendo Shack a few weeks ago. And I'm like, well, we got 200. And even then, it's not just 200. It's a heck of a lot more than that. That's yeah. insane. Uh, well, congratulations. Like Internet Troll, you left your 600th dumb comment. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Yeah, you have your fair share of those. We saw one over the past couple of days. <laughs> oh, they, they love me so much. They do. Oh. <laughs> they do. So welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us again uh, this week, Justin. Um, let's uh, let's start things off doing what we do, and let's talk video games and what we've been up to. So being the guest of honor, Justin, we'll start with you, man. You you came off of 
what, like a year traveling the country in a Winnebago, right? Yeah, to, yeah, absolutely. To jet setting off to Japan for a, a month, yeah. give or take. <laughs> and then yeah. like you, your feet hit the ground for all of like 20 minutes and then you're rushing off to New York Comic Con. Yeah, and then I'm going to go shoot grocery games on uh, Thursday. <laughs> See, this is nuts. That sounds um, like my kind of life. <laughs> so obviously I've been playing a lot of Switch because it is the most portable system, you know? And man, it's been uh, such a godsend. And like being able to purchase Link's Awakening in Japan uh, and get the Japanese cart and it plays on my USA Switch and the whole nine yards and it's in English, I can just switch it right over. Like that was amazing. Um, that just felt so magical. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why, you know, but I'll tell you, man, Link's Awakening was actually the very first uh, Zelda game that I played. Uh, my grandparents gave it to me, and I want to say 1992 or 93, uh, and they gave me a Game Boy at the same time, and they were just like, all right, we're going to be traveling around for some of the summer, like, play this, you know, and I didn't, I was young, man, I didn't even know what I was getting into with Zelda games, you know, I, I couldn't have been more than eight or something, and so I remember, man, I, I get stuck in a dungeon with my eight-year-old mind. And I, would, I was mowing through cereal for some reason because this cereal would come with a phone, like a long-distance phone card, and I would use that to call the Nintendo helpline. Yeah. Oh, my was, God. That's amazing. So I'd have, like, five minutes, and I'd be like, all right, lady, cut to the chase. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck in the Catfish's Mall, you know, or whatever. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, meanwhile, my, like, I'm so regular. Like, I've been eating so much Raisin Bran. My parents are like, what's wrong <laughs> so regular <laughs> that's amazing so anyway so that game was super special to me and i really appreciated the uh interpretation and i also think it's such a great uh remake for switch given the portability and so i kind of feel a ton of nostalgia for that game because one being in like japan the home of nintendo and the home of all of the great minds that brought you games like zelda yep. uh and then also traveling as an adult and playing it in a handheld mode, man, and it's epic. <laughs> so anyway, maybe a little romantic for it. What else have I been playing? <laughs> oh. Dragon Quest, of course, in Japan is uh, out of control. Um, I was able to pick up that sick uh, slime controller. Have you guys seen it? Oh, oh you got do that you thing? really own it now? <laughs> oh, man, I was considering it, but I can't put that much money down. I, mean, I just had to, and it was a little bit cheaper in Japan, obviously. And sure. I don't know. Honestly, like I just wanted good slime merch because there's so much more of it there than there is here. And I was like, well, that's the best slime merch. Like, if you're going to own anything Dragon Quest related, and they had everything Dragon Quest. They had forks, you know, like spoons. You're, you could do your whole house in Dragon Quest if you wanted to. But, um, yeah, I've been digging that. You know, I played the PS4 version, got about halfway through, and then just had to move on to something else. Um, but I've really been enjoying it, um, especially on planes. It's kind of like a – it's an easy – you know, I'm not, like, getting frustrated at Dragon Quest you know, cramped in, you know, main cabin select, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, man, um, I, what else have I been playing? Um, well, I went to Comic-Con. I got to see Iron Man VR up close and personal. Uh, I got to see Avengers, pardon me, Marvel's Avengers mm-hmm. up close and personal. Um, I didn't get to play either, but I got to say, hot stuff. Um, nice. Looks really good. Lots of smiles on the people coming out of the lines. Um, yeah, man. That, and I've been playing a lot of pinball. I got a pinball table. I don't know if that hey, counts as a game. But... Of course it does. It's retro. Okay. All right, good. That thing's gorgeous, too, by the way. So you got it all set up now in the oh, new that's, house? Or... Yeah, that's right. Kevin sent us a picture. Yeah, I just I just got my absolute highest score, which is like 8,000. I know most pinball machines, you expect like 
eighty million. Yeah. But this only has like four reels, you know. Yeah. So I got close to flipping it over. I don't know what happens. Like, am I Billy Mitchell at that point? I don't know. It just breaks. You just you lost it. I'm scared. Yeah, it explodes. It explodes. Um. So that's awesome. Yeah. So you did get to see, or at least uh, see other people's reactions to Iron Man VR and, and Marvel's Avengers. So you, you feeling confident about those? I know there's been a lot of people are torn on the Avengers game a little bit as the the looks because it's not it's not the MCU people, which I'm fine with, but some of the textures and stuff seemed off from the last trailers we saw at E3. Uh, you know, I, you know, these are probably the same people that complained about missing puddles in Spider-Man. And we mm. all know it was one of the greatest games Absolutely. of what, 2018. Um, so in my humble opinion, um, I think coming off of the success of Spider-Man and being where Marvel is now, like in the world, I think they're going to do great. Um, you know, I've been playing, uh, uh, oh, come on. I'm sorry. It's late here. Uh, Marvel's, uh, I'm, I'm such a bad ultimate representative. Alliance. Oh yeah. I've been playing ultimate Alliance and like, yeah, it's a beat em up game, but I played the original ultimate Alliance for yeah. Wii. And it was, like, acceptable. Yeah. But this one is, like, fun and good. And, like, yeah, it's just a beat-em-up. But the way you, like, combine powers and stuff like that and uh, just the way in which, you know, it's, it's the game is shot, so to speak, yeah. the camera control in it and the just, like, the artistic renderings and humor throughout, um, I think is great, you know, and for what that game is. Um, I am not worried. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm a fanboy. Um, but at the same time, like... Think about how many different artists in the comic book universe have drawn each of these characters and how many different versions of each of these characters oh, they've yeah. been. You know, it's the people that their first, you know, interaction with Thor wasn't even in the Thor movies. It was in Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? It's like D-list fans that make the most complaints, in my opinion. But, you know, whatever. I'll probably get hate mail for that, too. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, territory. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so for me, what I've been playing, it's kind of the same old, same old. Apex Season 3 has kicked off officially, so I've been tearing that thing up uh, like crazy. The Halloween event starts actually tomorrow from when we're recording that, so I'm looking forward to jump into that and getting some of the uh, the Halloween skins they have, like the different characters, doing you know, like Dracula, Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the characters looks like the Wicked Witch from Wizard of Oz with the, the green face and everything like that, so it's going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, well, we'll get to Epic later. We'll talk oh, yeah, about that too so for sure. We gotta talk about that. Um, couple of games I'm doing for reviews. We got dumped a ton of games last week uh, in our laps here, so I'm kind of trying to tear through as many as I can. One, Carol, I think you'd appreciate. It. It's called Little Big Workshop. Yeah, I've heard now, of it. This is on PC. Um, it's done by THQ Nordic, and it's mm-hmm. basically a combination if you put like those idle workshop games and The Sims together. Oh, uh, okay. So the premise is, is you have this workshop that's on your tabletop, uh, like it looks like it's actually sitting on a table. And you have these little factories of like these little people, and I don't mean like politically incorrect little people. I mean <laughs> actual small people um, that are on the table, and they basically build furniture or wooden gnomes or electronics in a factory. Uh, and as you earn more money, you, you ship off the product, you sell it, you expand your factory, make it bigger and bigger. But you still need to take care of them like food and break time. They need places to rest. Otherwise, they just kind of pass out on the floor, which That's is cute. super dangerous. Um Sounds just like The Sims. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it, it's pretty cool. I, I can't give opinions on it yet. I'm still under embargo till next week on that one. Um, but another one I am playing that the embargo is up right now. So af- after this podcast, the end of this podcast attached to it is going to be an audio. This is coming out. I believe it's dropping on the Switch tomorrow. Um, it's out already on Steam and everywhere else already. And it's it's weird. So it's 
you hate to use the term roguelike because everyone immediately rolls. Right. Yeah. But this is done a little bit different from what I've had. This is a roguelike hack and slash. So think like Golden Axe almost, but they do it in kind of like an 8-bit format. So it's okay. a top-down thing. You're dropped in a dungeon, uh, and you have different characters. Like right away you unlock a guy with the sword and shield, and his daughter has a bow and arrow, and you can use those two characters. But you unlock you know, the guy with the giant hammer like Thor, the wizards, and stuff like that. Uh, and you're dropped in dungeons, and every time you drop in, you run through, you get as far as you can, uh, collect gold and power-ups as you can. If you die, you're brought back, and you use the gold to level up your characters, better armor, better okay. weapons, so on and so forth, as you kind of go through and continue to grind. I typically don't like roguelikes. I'm not huge on them. This one is a lot of fun. The voiceover acting is really good, um, and I'll, like I said, there'll be more details after the show, but I think this is one that a lot of people shouldn't sleep on. Excellent Steam reviews. I think it's 9 out of 10 on Steam right now, so people are people are nice. digging this one. But Children of Morta coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's on Xbox, PS4, and Steam already. So go out and get it. It's worth it. Listen to the review after this podcast. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so it's fun. Uh, Caro, what have you been playing then? I've been playing a game that you guys don't like to talk about here in Prime Land. So I'm not going to divulge much on it. But I have been still playing Fire Emblem Three Houses for like, it's been almost three months that I've continued yep. playing at this game. So I'm uh, midway through my Blue Lions route. Uh, I, I owe it all in part thanks to the amazing fan art that is out there of Dimitri, who is the Blue Lions prince, and uh, the female main character, and it's just, it's delicious. I love it. Um, <laughs> she's all about hardcore shipping these different characters. Oh, Justin, so I ship it. She's oh, I ship it. Everything. Like she's. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that I was like ready to get married to Tharja, and that was like two Fire Emblem years <laughs> ago, right? Dude, she yeah. is she's some hot stuff. I still <laughs> need to buy the statue out of her. It's like maybe this tall, and she's leaning over the books like this. And oh God, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. good stuff. I, I I can see where you're coming from. I understand. Yeah, yeah man, good stuff. Um, but I won't I won't get onto the fire emblem train because I know you and Lucas are you know just like what is this game? Uh, it's a Caro game. I've been playing... I like, uh, I like combat. I want combat in my Fire Emblem. I don't want to have tea with my students. It's weird. I got you. Not appropriate. I got you. But tea leads to other things. Yes, and there's new stories about that every day. That's not appropriate. Students should not be hanging They're literally the teachers. same, but they talk all the time. It's like, aren't you the same age as us? Why are you a teacher here? So it's... What they neglect to tell you is that most of the students are adults already. It's night school. Yeah, pretty. Nice. That's exactly what it is. They're there to be knights. That's, that's what it is. Um, but I've been playing World of Warcraft, both retail and classic edition. Uh, classic, I am maining a troll hunter right now, and uh, the grind is real and very, very annoying. So I flip over to retail whenever I need a break. Uh, I caught an amazing spirit beast pet on my hunter on retail. Uh, and I talked about that on Nintendo Shack, actually, where I just camped on one of the spawn points and mm. it popped and I lost my mind and I was able to tame it before the people around me did. Um, so I'm just kind of wandering around uh, trying to kill uh, the rare mobs and stuff for drops like rare mounts and also just taming rare pets right now. So uh, that's my uh, that's my wow experience for the time being. It's kind so of for nice the... to dive in. So for the noobs who may not be familiar, what's the difference between retail and, and classic? Okay, retail is 
WoW of old that has still progressed. It's on its seventh expansion right now, which is Battle of Azeroth or Battle for Azeroth, excuse me. Uh, you can get up to level 120 with BFA if you've got it. Uh, Classic is going back to ground roots. So what launched, I think, back in 2004, they've gone back to everything that's post-cataclysm or pre-cataclysm, excuse me, that, you know, before the world changed and they added all these new things into it. Uh, So the grind's real. The level cap's out at 60. uh, You know, you only have the original races Oddly enough, they decided to use the same uh, models and stuff, which going between classic and retail, the models are just absolutely horrendous. Uh, But it's the true classic experience. I can't complain about that. Um, But, you know, going as a troll hunter in classic where you have to literally keep your pet fed in order to keep its loyalty up and keep it from running away to you, whereas there were... (laughs) improvements made down the line in WoW where it's like, maybe we shouldn't let these rare pets run away from them if they've worked so hard to actually capture them and keep them. So the the food and the feeding system is is null and void now. It's just completely gone. But see, that teaches kids responsibility. You need to feed and take care of your pets. Otherwise, they'll just leave. Yeah, I suppose. But Cataclysm did bring a lot of good things to the table, but uh, there are a lot of things that I like in Classic WoW, which I when, last time I played, which was before Cataclysm back in 2010, it was um, more that experience, and it's what I remember. So while I'm excited and happy that there are some quality of life improvements that I can play in the regular retail version, it is nice to go back to what I was used to back in the day. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. That wraps up what we've been playing, so it's time to jump into the questions you folks sent, and you did not disappoint this week, so it's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes from Mr. Mark Moody. He says, congrats on hitting the big 200. My question is, what Marvel character that hasn't been used yet by Kevin Feige, would you pitch to him to get put into the MCU? Now, Carol's going to roll her eyes a little bit. She is not a comic Marvel fangirl. Well, well, no, it's not that. It's just I was thinking to myself, I was like, ooh, I know who. And then I realized she was DC. <laughs> I, love, I love Poison Ivy. I really do. Poison Ivy is the bomb. And I, sorry. I just, I really don't know Marvel Comics like everybody else in PSVG land does, so. Gotta know both. Gotta know both. All right. Um, yeah. So mine, I think, will come actually to reality, and I don't want to say shortly, but soonish, because now they own the rights. I want to see Gambit, and I want to see yes. Gambit done right. Not in the X-Men Origins, like, 30-second cameo he had in that movie, because that was terrible. I want to see Gambit, and I want to see Gambit done right. That That's my vote. We may see it with the new X-Men movies once they, they get around to that personally, but that would be my pick, hands on. He's my favorite X-Men. Throwing those cards, causing explosions. He's got the suave accent. You know, yeah. it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, this is a like a little bit of a deep cut and kind of a troll pick, but Slapstick? Have you guys ever heard of Slapstick? Oh my god. I have no idea. <laughs> But, so, but Kevin clearly does. So Slapstick is like, he has like the power of cartoons, kind of, mm-hmm. for lack of a better Ooh, term. So like, he can like do, he lives as a cartoon, like in the human world. And he was like a comedian, I want to say it was his origin story. And anyway, he kind of looks like a clown. And he kind of is a clown, but 
I just think that that could present itself. I think it would be an opportunity for a very unique take on what, like how mind bending would that be in the MCU? If they're interacting with like a 2d character, you know what I mean? Like, you know what? I was honestly thinking of like, the Riddler and mind bending, and then you said how mind bending would that be, and then I'm like, wait, that's DC too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I people are people everywhere are just like, oh my gosh, she's terrible. No, it's not terrible at all. But I just simply can't speak, you know. <laughs> no, I mean slapstick is great. That's a great pick, and that'd be a fun one. Like you put slapstick with like Howard the Duck. I can yeah, yeah, yeah. together. Like that'd be great. Yeah, I think that they they could stand to make a you know Guardians of the Galaxy I think push the the like humor yeah. aspect like as far as they I think they really tested how far they could go especially uh, and also like Thor Ragnarok I thought was mm-hmm. incredible hilarious yeah so I think honestly making a straight like comedy you know a comedy hero yeah. movie I don't know you've got Howard the Duck you've got slapstick you've got so many other characters that I think could be really funny and fun you know i don't know i just i uh i want to see more of the like weird marvel stuff yes Yes. i I think so many people say like oh name one submariner and like obviously every x person that's ever existed that everyone ever identified with and you know uh but i think really like some of those weirder weirder characters i think also a marvel monster movie could be pretty epic like uh i'd love to see like fin fang foom yeah but like you know, maybe where he, it's like done a la kaiju, you know, where like, is he the monster? Is he the that hero? Work, yeah. You know? yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Plus, hey, slapstick. I'm talking. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it was slapstick too. It had um, the, the Mercs for Money with Deadpool. Yeah, totally. So they could totally like introduce him somehow to the Deadpool and do it like, like it'll be like a R rated version of slapstick, but that could work too. Like, Deadpool is not considered MCU though, right? That's still Sony. No, it's Fox. So now, oh, now right. Disney technically owns him, but he there hasn't been a new movie since them being owned. But I see. Yeah. yeah. I got you. So Disney said they're gonna let them still continue to do R-rated movies. So that'd be good. What a mess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Untangling that's a mess for sure. Um. So do, do, were you able to think of anybody in Marvel, Carol? Or no, we're just gonna pass. I like the X-Men series. So the reboot okay. that they did of X-Men recently, the first class, and then yep. the other other ones i really like a lot of the characters and and i think that james mcavoy did a fantastic job like his early um professor so Mm -hmm. um i i think that x-men definitely needs to be integrated in there somehow i think it's it got its own sort of side thing going on but just at least cameoing you know in uh um i'm sorry i'm completely drawing a blank on what's her name uh jennifer lawrence's character uh, Mystique. Uh, Mystique. Yeah, Mystique, yes. Or, yeah. or Magneto. Or, you know, just having cameos, at least, by introducing them into the MCU, I think that would be a nice uh, a nice touch. I think we'll see some of that. All right, so next question comes in from Devin Tyus. He asks, and Justin, you're going to answer this one last. Okay. Could Justin Warner beat Bobby Flay? So, Caro. All right, I have to I have to ask this. Do you own horses yet? Because he's gotten into the horse thing, and you know he's kind of he's kind of gone up the ranks. He's he's gone from like being a, a cooking god to like taking over the entire world, the horse racing. And... Do you own horses? <laughs> I know the answer is probably no, but anyway, um, 
You know, I haven't seen Bobby Flay in years, aside from when he's at the Derby and, and you know, whenever he has a horse in the Triple Crown races. That's the only time I've seen him recently. I definitely think that Justin's, like, in his prime right now, and Bobby Flay is way past his prime, so he could oh. totally do it. He could totally bold. do it. Bold, bold, yeah. bold. So Flay to, the Flay. Flay the Flay. So, Slay the Flay. Um, indeed. Uh, so beat Bobby Flay is a show, Carol. If, you, if you're not familiar, where he basically takes on other chefs and the chef chooses what they're I'm battling aware, against. I'm aware okay. of it. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. I want to make sure you do that. I'm gonna say, and Justin may disagree, that yes, you could beat Bobby Flay because in beat Bobby Flay, you would pick the dish, and I think if you had that advantage, you'd be able to take him on something that you could do substantially better than him. I mean, we'll we'll see. Um... You know, I actually, I did that show, and Damaris walloped me in the first round. Yep. Uh, that was the last time I was in Japan. I came back the next day. I'm not making excuses. Um, <laughs> but I, I have plenty of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, my dish for that episode, had I made it to the Bobby round, would have been scotch egg. Oh. And, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I would have I would have absolutely just put Mark the hurt. Four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the thing about scotch egg is like actually like it's unique because I feel like cooking like dishes are either very like flavor heavy, or very construction heavy, yeah. or like baking heavy, or uh, just time consuming, right? And so this one is like you have to have the technique of like getting the egg cooked right. Like not everybody can just like make a softy like that. Yeah let alone getting that exterior material, be it sausage or what have you. I'm not revealing what cards I have up my sleeve. Mm. But <laughs> that exterior protein coating is, that has to be fully cooked as well. So you not only then, then you have to deal with the fact that it's a construction, right? You have to get that protein to stick around the outside of the egg, be able to slice through it for presentation, mm-hmm. and then call it a day. You know, it's, it's an easy dish in theory, but it ain't that easy. And here I am burning scrambled eggs. <laughs> hey, I like my eggs well done. That's fine. <laughs> I, t- I took a picture of a softball egg I had in Japan that was just like, you know, the easiest, most golden, beautiful, you know, gem ever. And someone like DM me. They're like, how do you get eggs like that? And I was like, make them 10,000 times. Like, so simple. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or go to Japan and buy one. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, next one's a softball here. Um, Super Nintendad asks in the Discord, oatmeal cream pies or zebra cakes? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Back to, like, your lunchbox school, you so, know, treats that be tossed in there. I got to say, pre-10 years old, Caro would definitely say zebra cakes. But as I got older, I had a huge affinity for oatmeal cream pies. And I just recently, there's this amazing place where we go to for burgers, but they also do shakes. And they have an oatmeal cream pie shake where they Ooh. literally top it off with an oatmeal cream pie cookie in the top. Uh, and that was phenomenal. So I'm going to have to say oatmeal cream pie. Okay. Okay. I'm in the same camp as you. I think zebra cakes, every once in a while, it's okay, but it's way too sweet. I can't do it anymore. Do you know uh, the Christmas tree ones where they do yeah. just for Christmas tree? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they do them like every holiday, like Valentine's Day is one. It's the same thing, essentially. They just right, change right. what the outside looks like in the shape. Yep. But yeah, zebra cakes are way too sweet for me now. Uh, oatmeal cream pies all the way. I know, Justin, you're not a sweets guy, so this one might be... I mean, no, oatmeal cream pie, hands down. I got them right in the closet. I can look at them from here. Um, <laughs> oh, man. If, like, if I need that sort of, um, you know, 
like practically injectable caloric content, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like absolutely no textural resistance whatsoever. Like honestly, it's as close to pre-chewed as food can be, you know? Yeah, that's true. nothing, Nothing to them. Like, I feel like I could swallow one whole and, like, not choke. <laughs> like, Let, let's anyway. not try that. Let's not do that, but okay. <laughs> Maybe I will. We'll see. Um, anyway, uh, I do like those. I actually uh, experimented with uh, incorporating them in some ice cream earlier this summer uh, simply because I think they're such a treat. And, yeah, I'm, I like, you know, like, zebra cakes are for children. I think we all know this. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so this one's this one's a little bit heavier. So the softballs are out of the way now. Uh-oh. So Tom Servo asks in the Discord as well. Well, Blizzard currently is in the crosshairs at the moment with the cancel culture thing, uh, suspending a competitive player for supporting Hong Kong protesters. People are boycotting him now. Uh, they took away all of his earnings in Hearthstone for the year, uh, suspended him, which they backtrack on some of the punishment now. Um, but he says, I've seen this happen before in other media, but with gaming, it never seems to stick. Like we see these controversies, gamers kind of get over them in a week or two. Um, does the outrage over a political or other stance from a publisher or developer ever come to mind when you're looking at your next game to purchase? So Blizzard does this. Do you look at something like Overwatch coming to Switch and say, nope, I'm not buying it because of this stance? Or do you just kind of get over it? Or is it short term until it dies down like a week or two later? I'm still playing WoW. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the, the, the question. It's like I've already talked about how I'm playing WoW and then, you know, we get this question. Uh, I try it, you know, I'm just not, I, <sighs> politics is such a, a weird thing with me. Um, I've, I got into it for a little bit and, you know, my husband wanted to be a politician at one point, And so we, we kind of have the same values insofar as that, but just ever since the 2016 election, it's just gotten so stale and so dry and, it's really just been more of a turnoff for me. So I kind of just turn politics off most of the time, especially when I'm playing my games. I'm just like, I just want to have fun. I just, I just want to have fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't agree with their stance whatsoever. I think it's, you know, I think what they've done is just absolutely ridiculous. But at the same time, it's not going to keep me from playing my games. I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of like I don't agree with Chick-fil-A on their stance on gay marriage and stuff like that, but at the same time I'm still going to go eat a chicken. Want some good chicken, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm with you and I'm I'm kind of in the same boat too. Now, like certain things so this is a little bit different for me. Um when we see different studios have issues with maybe like sexual harassment or discrimination something like that, that kind of annoys me a little more and I might say I'm not buying this game because of this. Right. Um versus something like this where I think the people who made that decision at Blizzard had nothing to do with the development of an actual game. Sure, sure. And we see so many studios getting shut down now, getting closed up because of game sales. I wouldn't want to punish those folks per se. Um, now, for me, there's nothing coming up in Blizzard that I'm like gung-ho and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm getting this. This is my next game. So I'm okay here. Um, but personally, like you, the political thing kind of gets it gets sticky. Like it's what right do game developers and studios have in politics we'd rather keep them out of it mm-hmm. um personally so yeah for me i think it's something that people once again are going to blow over this pretty quick it's not going to hurt overwatch sales on switch i don't think at all we're not going to see people boycott the over overwatch halloween event because of it um right. you know stuff like that it's going to be fine I, i'm a little more wondering how things are going up at the corporate office for activision like are they putting pressure on blizzard saying you know what are you guys doing or were they the ones that pushed blizzard who knows um sure. i'm a little more interested in that 
political dynamic between Activision and Blizzard themselves. But for me, it, it's it's a crappy stance on their part. I, I agree with you there. But ultimately, if it was something I was interested in playing next, it probably wouldn't stop me from purchasing. I have a question about this, and this may stir the pot and also show a little bit of my ignorance. Yeah. But correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Kid won like a tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And then during the congratulations, you won. He's mm-hmm. like, and by the way, I support Hong Kong protests. Yeah, uh, he's basically yes, and he was Hong wearing Kong. the gas mask that they were wearing too. Like he he had that busted out. But he's like the Hearthstone champion for Blizzard. Like he's won numerous tournaments this year, yeah. and they went and like yeah. took back all the money. I mean, here's the thing, like. Every contest has rules, right? And I would wager that those rules were delineated via a giant contract or something like that upon entering into this contest. Mm. If you know the rules and you intentionally break them, or you don't know the rules and you break them, but you said, hey, cool, I'm here to play by the rules, you know, like, I, I see it as, and this sounds like this is a horrible stance to take, I know, but siding with, like, with the man. But, like, if you know the rules and you break them, okay, there are going to be repercussions. I don't know how that transaction happened, yeah. right? But I know that if I go on Food Network and I say whatever it is that I want to say, I mean, they will edit me out. There's going to be long. some repercussions, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I'm doing a live event uh, with Food Network in within the next month or two, spoiler alert. Um, and, like, if I get on there and do something completely ridiculous, I'm going to lose everything that I have. And... Mm-hmm. You know, saying my political allegiance should never be considered completely ridiculous, but the idea is that I know what I've signed up for. I've mm-hmm. signed up for getting on there and cooking and doing my thing. So do I think that anyone should, that a company should just like silence somebody after the fact that it happened? No. Do I think the guy should have done that during that point? No. Like you have your own stream, you know, I'm sure. Right. He can stream all he wants and do whatever he wants and probably be a bigger maybe a bigger champion, but maybe the controversy helped the cause, That's true. you know? So I, I don't, I don't know where to like fall on this, but I'm just, I'm always the kind of person who's like, I follow the rules if I know what the rules are and you know, that's, that's it. And so like lawful neutral, like me <laughs> in D and D. I mean, I, at least in those aspects. So like I definitely 100% sympathize with, the dude and I sympathize with people that are outraged and I do think that it was like an unfortunate like Blizzard definitely made some missteps in the handling of this but at the same time like I just want to see if like where the rules were established and where they were broken and yada yada because like if you knew you shouldn't be doing this because that's not part of the game that you're playing you know I don't know if he was like grief or like you know using cheat codes or something like that like he also knows he shouldn't be doing that as well right so Anyway, I still got my NYXL hat on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is, it is ultimately, though, the fact that, um, you know, you could be a grand champion of something, say something that I think was actually, you know, in the grand scheme of things, not the most inflammatory thing. It's not like he was like, and by the way, I'm part of the KKK, see ya. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It, apparently in the contract, the language was that you can't paint Blizzard in a negative light. So they're flexing their muscles, saying that by him doing that was painting Blizzard in a negative light. I don't know how, but that that's what they were quoting, saying that that was the violation in his contract, which I, I agree. Like you said, it's well, it, I mean, you got to know what you're signing up for and stay stay that neutral when you're when you're representing them in, a, in something on television or in a contest or anything like that. I agree. Right. Oh. <laughs> 
I'm so, sure having three uh, Chinese Overwatch teams doesn't hurt either. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so moving on to something a little more light, because somebody always has to bring this up. Uh, first one is a question, but it's more of a request for Caroline. Uh, Josh Barboni asks, Caroline, can you please verify that there are two people podcasting with you and you're, that are not, in fact, in the same location or seem pre-recorded? Well, it'd be pretty interesting and, you know, I don't know how you would pull it off. One of y'all to wear a different hat and one of y'all to wear glasses <laughs> and the other one not. And I mean, like, that would be pretty insane. Yes, there are two different gentlemen sitting with me on the video call right now and uh, they're not the same person. And in different time zones, too. So that's true. Yeah. It's not even yeah. the same time there. Um, but his real question is, what's your favorite scary movie? Because it's October. We got to do that. So, Caroline, why don't you go first? Give Justin some time to think. I don't like horror, guys. Uh, I've said this on multiple podcasts. And I just, as, you know, there were things that turned me off to it as a kid. I just have really high anxiety. And I'm terrified of death. So, anything that, you know, is horror this day and age is kind of like, it's got to do with dead people. Or it's got to do with some people dying. Or extremely anxious circumstances are happening. And it's just... It's not the kind of genre for me, and it really, really messes with my, like, psyche. Uh, so I don't do scary movies, but if I had to say, like, I really do enjoy, like, the Catholic cult exorcism okay. type movies. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those don't bother me as much for some reason because, I don't know, I guess it's because I, you know, it's based on a faith and, like, grounding yourself in faith or not. So, um I think probably uh, I like The Right, which is a recent Anthony Hopkins movie mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, it's about uh, exorcisms in Italy uh, right outside of Rome. And then there's, um, I guess you could say Silence of the Lambs and stuff. I really love okay. Anthony yeah, Hopkins. No, Sir good. Anthony Hopkins is amazing. <laughs> so his his work is Hannibal. Is I think it's sort of scary mm-hmm. um it, there's a little bit of things in those movies that i can't exactly watch like the disemboweling and knocking him over the yeah i, I just i can't do that but um yeah i i'd have to say silence of the lambs and stuff okay Wait, i have a question do you play the fire emblem with permadeath on i mean that Heck sounds like no. <laughs> no now my husband is doing it and he's doing it on maddening mode and it takes him like literally 90 minutes to clear a map it's yeah. insane. So no, I, I I love my children too much, and there's no way I could do that to them. I don't know how people do it. I get it. All right. Um, I guess I'll go. Um, I do enjoy horror movies. So for me, this doesn't really horror, but this is like my favorite in that genre. Even though it's more comedy, Shaun of the Dead, my absolute favorite <laughs> one, hands down. It's a classic. Uh, but if you want to get more to the scarier ones, while not as scary per se, but it's more anxiety building uh the shining i think is a classic that i've loved always um followed by and this one's a little more campy but it's because it came out during that right time in my age scream the original scream Mm. i was high school it was just that point there totally cheesy totally lame now when you go back and watch it but i thought it was really cool at the time and that was that was my gateway into horror as a genre so that made me dive more into other things but those probably my faves so i've got a maybe a controversial pick and that's Alien. Um, okay. I think, oh, see, totally can't, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. I think I'm, Alien is one of the best horror movies, one of the best sci-fi movies. And believe it or not, I'm pretty sure it was Christmas 
when they got that first call. They have like a Christmas tree on the bridge, Ooh. if I'm not mistaken. So it's like all of these things all at once. It's one of my absolute favorite fall into winter movies to watch. Uh, Brooke and I, my wife generally, um, will sit and binge like until we fall asleep and then we switch to the next movie. But we're big Alien fans, so a big fan of that uh, franchise. Uh, after that, in, uh, in terms of like traditional horror-ish, I would say uh, 28 Days Later, I think oh, is one of the best one. Uh, zombie-type films. Um, big fan also of, I saw it recently at the recommendation of Alton Brown, One Cut of the Dead. Yes. Mm. It's a Japanese movie, but oh my god, I I just loved it. It's like a nerds, nerds, nerds movie. <laughs> big fan of that. And then, um, it's not a movie, but I've been really into Gegege no Kitaro, which is uh, a manga slash anime. Yeah. That um, just recently is for some reason, and I don't want to put this out there too loud. You don't even need a Crunchyroll account to watch it on Crunchyroll. Mm. And so, yeah. And so <laughs> I love like, it. And it's got good subtitles. Anyway, we kind of I was in love with uh, yokai, and so I even like played yokai watch one. Mm-hmm. But I just love the idea of yokai. So like Japanese goose and goblins and ghouls yep. and ghouls right. and stuff. And anyway, I read a bunch of books about him, and then I found this uh, artist, Shigeru Mizuki, and he created this character who's like this graveyard kid with one eye, and I'm just not going to spoil the rest, but you can check it out on Crunchyroll right now, and it like doesn't scare you, but at the same time, you're just like... <laughs> Dude, there's been some crazy anime and manga that I've watched that has, has left me like that. Paranoia Agent was one of them. I... Oh my gosh! If you want to not sleep, watch Paranoia Agent before you go to bed. No, won't you won't be able to. Um, right. Yeah, thirteen episode anime. I, I recommend it, but it's it's a little unnerving. I gotta ask do you: Are you gonna watch Demon Slayer? Have you watched Demon Slayer? Me? No. Yeah. No. I like. I'm, I'm very like selective. Like even on the Crunchyroll ads, I'm like, I shouldn't be here. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I just feel like I'm. I like to get about like neck deep in about every fandom, but I don't yeah. like to like be like submerged, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm big into anime and manga and all that fun stuff. So we'll see, maybe you know if you recommend it hard enough, I'll probably. I haven't it. watched Demon Slayer. I've heard a lot of good things. It's on our list to watch, um, but we have a million other things that we're chipping through right now. Right, so hard. Mm-hmm. that time season. So that wraps up the questions. So thank you everybody for sending those in. Now let's dive into a little more topics. We're not going to do news per se here, but I do want to talk about certain things since we have Justin here uh, and Caroline, actually, because some of these will tie nicely into the Nintendo ecosphere. Uh, but first and forth, foremost, Justin and I have to talk about this. And Caroline, you can fall asleep right now if you'd like. What's going on with Fortnite? Uh, Dude. So I- unless you're under a rock right now, Fortnite has essentially been deleted, I guess. Um, we've seen Chapter 2 or whatever they're going to call it been leaked. But they trolled everybody, released the update for the new season. Uh, people downloaded it. All the kids rushed to it to download it. And then essentially it boots up and says, uh, thank you for your support over the years. We really appreciate it. And there's an option to uninstall the game or quit, which then brings you to a black hole. <laughs> and the black hole has been going on for over a day now, right? I believe it's still going on. Nothing's, nothing's changed to my knowledge it's here. It's past 24 hours, yeah. So you can't play it at all? Nope. Ah. What? They willingly have taken down the game, essentially. Now, I... I it's this not thing, it probably takes millions of dollars a day. Look, here it is right here. It's, what a publicity you can't see it, stunt. That's the black hole. 
That's all it is. It's, it's, just, it's a video of a, of a hole. So I, I'm aware of the hole. Uh, unfortunately, like people have said, what if we just like immediately just at some point turns into a smash ball? And I was like, at that point, I would probably <laughs> never put smash in my switch again. Uh, because- Jonesy confirmed for smash. You heard it here first. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Kevin and I kind of shared the same sentiments on this. If you're not, if you haven't been a long-standing franchise that has had a presence with Nintendo, why are you in Smash? You know, stuff like that. So Kevin was kind of what the heck on the Joker yep. being in there. The Joker, excuse me, Joker, <laughs> Joker from Persona. From Persona. <laughs> not um, the Joker. So yeah, I just uh, if that happens, I'm gonna have to. I'm still the same. I'm I'm this. I feel the same way about Steve from Minecraft yep. and, yeah. and Doom Guy. I just don't get it. I just can't believe they're willingly giving up, like I said, like millions of dollars a day people spend on this game. Like this, this is, is a money printing machine. And they're willingly saying, "Now nah, we're good for right now," because they know the second they drop whatever's next, people are gonna go back. And I'm gonna have to fight myself to not go back again. Like I'm firmly, like haven't played it in a while. I've been stuck in Apex Land, and I'm even then I'm trying to split my time so I play other things. But it's gonna, I guarantee you, it's gonna get me to download it, and I'm gonna end up jumping back into Fortnite, and it's gonna make me angry because they're gonna do it to me again. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Godspeed. They, they did it, you know what I mean? And I don't know, the fact that people are even, like, we're considering the end of Fortnite as though it's, like, the end of times. Right. <laughs> like, I, I can't think, I don't know, this is a terrible analogy. I've just, this movie has been advertised over and over and over, and I've been on so many planes where it's, like, the top hit on the plane. But it's, like, and this is going to be a very controversial statement, but it's, like, what if the Beatles didn't exist? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you get maybe like that, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's how we're like treating. What if there is no more yeah. Fortnite? Yeah, now, this like, is like the New York Times. Like New York Times is covering this. Yes. Hell, you know, like so. The question is, sure, it it cost them millions of dollars a day. It didn't cost them that. They simply didn't no, make. They lost it. Yeah. The next thing is, how much do you think it? They would have to pay the New York Times plus every other single, every publication has reported on this. It's the best PR ever, you know? And now people think, oh my goodness, Chapter 2, wow, a new map, oh, I'm sure new mechanics, and, mm-hmm. you know, they've also, let's be honest, man, they've had plenty of time to figure out what they're doing, and oh, yeah. there's still so many, so many people playing the game, and to be honest, like, I, I was gone for a month, couldn't play, um, just jumped in to, you know, for a couple matches before the event, and I was like, man, this map is super crowded. Yeah. Like, with stuff but like, other than that same damn game like i never was involved with like any of the metas that like yeah. oh my god they eliminated double pump the game's not fun like yeah i never get grab whatever gun you can find all right this one looks good let's go yeah i don't play that game to win like i play for like it's basically like an interactive group chat <laughs> like that's that's all i do with that game and i think that's what a lot of the people that that play that game that aren't like you know 14 yeah use yeah. it for yeah. You know? I mean, you you and I played, and we we built the giant ramp and did the shopping cart down the ramp thing just to launch ourselves for the hell of it. Like we weren't even like didn't matter if anybody came by. We're just like whatever. We're doing this instead. Forget you guys. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, it, to me, it's just like a fun little sandbox that you often have to restart over and over again within the <laughs> often. You know. yeah. um, but anyway, listen, whatever they're doing, I think it's great. I think it actually is cool that. The one, they were able to do this live event, um, which I don't know of any other games that do, like, in-game live events. Yeah, yeah it's, it's rare, yeah. 
so that's cool. And then secondly, like, I mean, Pokemon Go. That's like, you know, when it's community day. <laughs> True, yeah. Uh, I think that that's just so remarkable. And I think that also, like, love or hate Fortnite, they know how to bring their community together. They Like, yeah. when they see their community withering, they know how to bring people back fast. Mm-hmm. And I play a lot of big, big games, and I don't see that so much. Like, love me some Overwatch, you know, but... It's it's tough, you know. They have to. I mean, for God's sake, they had to introduce two two two, and I think that breathes some new life into it. But then even so, people just complain and complain. Yeah, that's a that's a long story, man. You know how I feel about video game complainers. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I I gotta wonder, like, how long does this go on? Like, what's it doing to Ninja? Because all he plays is like Fortnite. So, like, is he not able to stream? I didn't look today to see what he was streaming. But he like, posted. He posted last night. He said, "If I get 250,000 likes on this one one tweet, I'll give you a clue about the next chapter." Oh, because yeah, I mean, you know he knows, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, well, here's the question though. The conspiracy is is that on Saturday he was like, "Guys, I'm taking the next two days off to <laughs> um, take my family to." Yeah, I saw that. Uh, like the football game, and so everybody's like, "Oh, he knew, he knew, he knew." I like I don't know. Having met and spoken with Ninja, like I can't claim to know him any better than anybody else. But, like he was at Comic Con while I was at Comic Con. It was like, hey dude, like let me know if you want to get something to eat. It's like I'm completely slammed. Like they have me moving on to the next thing. But like thanks for reaching out, my dude. And like I like sure he's making boatloads of money, but Ninja's not the kind of dude who would just like you know conspiracy. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he just happened to take two days off, and it happened that, holy moly, it looks like Fortnite's going to be down for two days, if not. Yeah. I mean, who knows, right? So. Yeah. He's got a life, too. He's got a life, too, everybody. Um, so next topic, New York Comic Cons. So you talked a little bit about it already, so like we won't cover the Spider-Man and the Avengers thing, because you, you brought that up at the top. But, dude, you cooked live with DMC. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. awesome. I was not expecting that guess. I was wondering what you were going to be doing. And then I saw you tweeted out. I'm like, holy crap, that is awesome. Uh, what, what was that like? I mean, you've done a couple live ones anyway at San Diego Comic-Con um, in the past. But this one seemed to be pretty cool. And, and I think it, you might be able to speak to it better. But for me, looking at it from the outside, this one seemed to be a little bit bigger on a bigger level, uh, this specific one. So what was that like? I mean, when I found out that was – I mean, DMC was going to be there um, and be the guest, uh, you know, you're just like, well – Damn. Okay, let's make it good. <laughs> make it good, and let's make it good, uh, and let's also make it good. So like, <laughs> I, I like I don't know what to say. Like, obviously, I had like you know fanboy reaction, and like mm-hmm. you know being able to hang out with somebody that is so crucially important to a city that has been so crucially important to my life, mm-hmm. and then and then also the segue between like that and the Marvel universe, like it was just like a great New Yorkathon, and like. New York is, New York definitely kicked my ass, but like New York has also been one of the most influential cities in my life. Sure. So I mean, hey, no pressure, guys. You know. Anyway, <laughs> and it's live, like in front of thousands of people. Right. So, um, dude, you just do it, man. You know, I don't know. I guess that's that's like the gift. That's like why I'm doing what I'm doing is because mm-hmm. it's once I get out there and turn it on, I don't really, I just don't think about it. You know, it's. I, oftentimes, like when I get done, I'm like, guys, how did we do? And they're like, are you kidding? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm truly asking because, like, my TiVo was off. Like, I'm right. simply, you know, the tape inside of me is going, and then the magnetic strip that is here is reading the information and broadcasting it. Mm-hmm. But 
what's on the tape? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How tall is he? He's he's super tall. I he's he was definitely. I think he could have put his elbow on my head. I mean, he wasn't. (laughs) Man. I can't put my elbow on really. I mean, maybe a child's head. (laughs) Still, that's amazing. So yeah. with Eat the Universe, you obviously had a big year with that. Like every week you've had an episode come out this year, which is awesome to see. Um, my four-year-old particularly loves it. She always says, I want to watch a superhero cooking show. She has no idea oh. most of the time what you're making, except for like the Thanos uh, cookie glove that you did, the gauntlet. Yeah. Like she, she loved that. So certain things she identifies with and certain ones she just doesn't. She just waits and sees, you know, the jokes and she laughs even though they're over her head. But, you know, it is what it is. You may or may not be able to say anything. So by all means, no pressure here. Should we expect more Eat the Universe in the future? I know, like, you, you got renewed for a year this year, but are we looking at 2020 at all yet? I mean, we've definitely discussed it. I don't know whether I'm allowed to comment or not. Sure. Um, but, like, you know me, like, I'm not going to quit something unless I have to. Right. So you're not going to say no. If the offer's there, Justin's not going to say no. But. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to let this, like, it's not, not going to be like the Tom Holland of my own. <laughs> Negotiation stall. Let's just say that. You know? Oh man, gauntlet dropped. Oh man. no, I actually don't. Um, yeah, I am not too concerned. Um, wow. Yeah, and you know, listen, man. Here's the thing. Everything, and like you realize this, like once you work in this business, like everything has a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Everything eventually will end. You know, the second you get a green light for something is the second you realize eventually there will be a red light for something. And like if you don't realize that early on in this business, like you're just going to end up being like miserably depressed and think of yourself as a failure. Sure. You know, the, the question is, can you get green light after green light? And can you get another green light after you've gotten a red light? You know, and yeah. like, look, at, there have just been so many people, you know, that have like, oh, man, I did this one show and it was great. And then it stopped. And then like, eh. you know, no, it's true. And I mean, we talked last like going last year. So 2018. At the end of 2018, we were talking, uh, I think it was like the San Diego recap of Comic-Con last year that we did. Um, you know, we, we were talking and you were like, I think next year is going to be a big year for me, in 20, meaning 2019. And it, it really has for you, mm-hmm. which is awesome to see. Like between Food Network stuff, the, the Warner Bago experiences, like just seeing everything you've done, it's been a good year. And like you said, as long as those lights are green, you're going to keep going with it. So kudos yes. to you for that. I mean, not bragging, but like I think I cracked the like millennial homeownership thing by like getting the RV, somehow I got busier than I've ever been. And then we like were living dirt cheap. So then yeah. I, suddenly I like, ended up with like a, a sum of money that was like not ridiculous by any means. Like I do fine, but also like I'm a man of leisure, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm not driving Uber in between my various gigs, you know? I could be doing that and I could be maximizing, but like I don't have any kids, right? So, you know, I'm just going to like continue collecting junk and whatnot and lounging when i don't have to work anyway my point is is that like we were able to like get enough money together to make a down payment on a house and i have a house like mm-hmm. cool yeah. it's in south dakota you know that's awesome but that, yeah. yeah man it's been a really wild year and i found that pinball machine for 500 bucks like get insane. out insane right? only only in south dakota you'll find the you can't find that around here that's not having children is that you can buy <laughs> whatever you want <laughs> Oh, dude, Japan, man, going to Japan with no kids. I know. I, dude, me and my husband were talking about doing it next year when Super Mario World opens, like the Nintendo oh. World, and during the Olympics. Like, that would be Ooh. amazing. But jobs and stuff, you know. 
You just got to yeah. win Food Network Star and get some endorsements from Marvel and food, Ninja, you know, Foodie. I should like also that. probably brush up on my Japanese a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. To be honest with you, like, I don't know a ton, and I was never, ever like, oh, damn, this thing is inaccessible because of the language barrier. Not once. Like, not once. And I want a lot yeah. of things. Trust me. Um, and, like, yeah, it just never happened, man. I was able to find, like, I was able to track down a toy that I was looking for from that Kitara show. But, like, I found these, like, vinyls, these little vinyl figures uh, from the reboot show. And I was like, oh, my God, like, gotta have them. But, like, gotta have them all, right? Like, if I, yeah, I, don't, right. <laughs> I have, like, one of the series of six, like, neat. But I made the mistake of buying, like, four. And oh. I was like, gotta get the last two. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, I was, like, trying to track it down within the store. Couldn't find it within the store. Then they're like, whoop, hey, it's at this store down there. I'm like, I don't know where that store is. And they, like, open my Google Maps, drop a pin on it, and they're like, go to this. Oh, awesome. oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, the the hospitality of the Japanese is, like, second to none. I had a cab driver download a translator app on his phone. I watched him do it simply so that he could converse with us out of, like, politeness. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, man. Meanwhile, we give five stars to Uber drivers who don't talk to us at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even worse. Uh, Awesome. So, speaking of Japanese things, uh, Pokemon. Uh, Yeah, dude. Yeah. This, this I know is near and dear to you. You and the Mrs. Hart, actually, you both are, are uh, appreciative of the Pokemon thing. So are you excited for Sword and Shield? I know they had that crazy troll stream where they just released the new uh, Ponyta, <laughs> which is very cute. I will give it that. Um, it is very cute. But is the is the Pokemon hype meter raising up for you at all, or are you gonna let this one slide by? Uh, okay, for me, I'm. I mean, I'm always hyped about anything. That being said. You know, we're cruising around, like, 800-plus Pokemon now. <laughs> like, that's a lot of stuff for me to remember. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> older. And so, you know, even now, like, I mean, so I started, and this is, like, I knew about, like, red and blue and then eventually yellow. I got a little lost in between, like, you know, crystal emeralds, sapphire, you know, gold nugget, whatever, heart emotion. You know, but then... When Sun and Moon came out, I was like, whoa, like, I'm, I'm jumping in. I like this. I, and mostly it was that, you know, they moved into, like, 3D renderings instead of, like, sprite-based stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is a real step forward, and this is, like, a real reinvention of the series for me. So I dove into that. And by that time, you know, we were already in the, like, 600s <laughs> of Mons. And I had lost my mind, like, then going back, trying to get all these legendaries and, like, port the games. I would go to, like, GameStop and buy a used version of, like, Heart Gold and, like, transfer, like, five <laughs> systems. You know? yeah, yeah, you had to. Yeah. yeah. And so I was, like, super pumped about that game. I did not finish, um, what was the last one? The Alola region. Um, Ultra? What was it called? Uh, oh, that was Sun and Moon. X and Y. X and Y was where I started. Gotcha. I'm so oh, sorry. Okay. So X and Y, the first of the, like, 3DS games. Yeah. So, that's, that's what got me back into it after me years. Too. Yep. And I think that's the same for a lot of people. So X and Y. I did not beat Sun and Moon. I did beat uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. But yeah, man, I'm pumped for this. I'm pumped for it to be on Switch. I'm pumped to play it on my TV. I'm pumped for the graphics to be like epic. Um, you know, Surfetched. Okay, sign me up. We also <laughs> Yeah, that one's badass. <laughs> right? uh, we have Sobble, Emo Starter. Like yes, what am I I'm getting Sobble too. Uh precious child. <laughs> I'm not I'm nothing if not an emo water type. When it all 
I can't one. not protect that baby. He needs to be absolutely protected. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, what's Kevin, the you know First. I've got both are on pre-order for me. Oh, I know, I know you're getting. It. I'm still on the fence. I, I, I like Justin too, and you even said it though too. The X and Y is what got me back into it, mm. and I did, I did enjoy X and Y. Uh, I skipped on Sun and Moon a little bit, but I'm, you, they might have me on this one. Uh, the hype is kind of getting to me a little bit. It won't be a day one purchase, that's for sure. I'm too busy. I have too much going on between the other consoles, um, but I am, I am intrigued here. I I'll am. throw this out. This is, I, I'm going to mention it on the Nintendo Shack this week, but uh, they came out with the how much it data it is yeah 10.5 something gigabytes and for reference like i think sun and moon was like three and then breath of the wild is like 14 so it's not far off from breath of the wild Mm. it's crazy kind of amazing did you guys say let's go obviously yes yeah yeah so like i'm curious to see what the like segue like what like you know there's x and y and then there's let's go right like very traditional very like non-traditional mm-hmm. and then in between those two it's like pokemon go right like yeah. mm-hmm. there's very a lot of pokemon go elements are in the let's go and so now i'm curious to see like where this is going to like fall in between it because i actually i enjoyed the heck out of let's go like mm-hmm. i beat, but like we played a ton of it and it was like just like a good grab everything sort of game like yeah. I, I look that and like marvel ultimate alliance it's like i'm not here for the substance like I'm here for the chucking balls, you know, you know, chaining in that felt like, I don't know, chaining in like the 3DS games to like try and get a shiny was like, is like, I mean, it's the most nerve wracking thing of all, right? Right, right. But something about like getting the random encounters with the mons that you could actually see Mm -hmm. and, you know, avoiding the other ones. Yeah, yeah. It just felt really good. I don't know. I like it. Yep. I like it too. I'm all about that shiny chaining, man. (laughs) You're, you're a unique one for sure. I know. So moving on to the weird stuff, because you know Justin and I like the weird stuff, and, and Caroline to an extent, although you didn't build them all with the Labo stuff. I've um, got to buy them all still. Oh, you still, you still have to build what you have. You didn't even do the piano yet, have you? I haven't finished the piano, and yeah, I haven't see, finished I just, something else. I, forget. I just packed my piano. That's like I put the piano in the storage and kept it in a cardboard box. Nice. Oh, man. <laughs> For a year, and I reproduced the piano, and I'm so pumped to have the piano. Do that, yeah. but Ring Fit Adventures is the new weird one Nintendo's coming out with. <laughs> Absolutely, who needs Peloton? That's that's where I'm at. All right, that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, are you are you in on this? Because it's it's weird enough to be like, I'm I'm weirdly intrigued by this. I'm like, all right, this is just weird enough. This is very Nintendo. This is something so that only show. they would do. Nobody else would even attempt to do something like this. But it's getting some buzz. I've seen some reviews. CNN po- uh, published an article where somebody got their hands on with it, and they're saying it's actually really good and it is a legitimate workout. So it, it's, is this something both of you are interested in? Anything is a legitimate workout for me because I <laughs> no, I mean like seriously, I did Michael Jackson, the experience and you want to talk about a man that did all this calorie burning while he was dancing. It's sure. unbelievable. Um, you know, I've heard the RPG part is actually quite good, right? but I'm very. Oh you don't gosh. like to sweat. You, I, I hate sweating. Times, so. It's so awful. I hate sweating. So, um, <laughs> even Wii Sports kind of just like took it out of me after a while. So I could only play Wii Sports sparingly. Uh, we'll see. I might get that Wii arm up. going again. Remember that? The bowling man and yep. oh my gosh. Uh, we'll we'll see. I'll probably pick it up eventually, but I'm in no mood to sweat anytime soon, especially when it's you know getting cold out. I would drink a pot of coffee and play Wii Tennis 
every hour for the rest of my life. Okay. <laughs> I used to get up in the morning, drink a gallon of orange juice. It was probably actually Sunny D and jump on my borrowed power pad to try and beat Bear at world class track meet. Oh my like, god. I absolutely used to use the Wii Fit board. You want a core mm-hmm. workout? Try losing. You want to try losing against yes. me? No, that's a real workout. <laughs> I used to have the pedometer. Pretty sure I climbed Mount Fuji. You know, like I used to use the once the Wii had the extra thing for resorts. Mm-hmm. I played a Kempo sword game. Yes. Oh yeah, that. resort was good stuff. Yeah, I played that thing until I was blue in the face. You're damn straight, I'm getting this thing, and you're yeah. damn straight, I'm gonna do it. And I'm gonna sweat my face off. Like I might not do it for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? But I don't know. For if you can get me to be, especially in South Dakota winter, if you can get me to be more active, then you're guaranteed I'm gonna get it. And I think that the ring is like, I don't know. I've always been a fan of like dynamic tension exercises. Yeah, yeah. it looks like it's really quite well made. Yeah. So sign me up. I mean. I don't know, like 80 bucks, right? It's a game, it's a thing, it's a piece of history. That's like one and a half months of a gym membership. That's true. If I can get one and a half months of use out of it, and I'm not saying even daily, because let's be honest, you go to a, you have a one and a half months gym membership, you go three times, you're like, yeah, killing it, you know? But, you know, so if I use it more than four times, at least I own like a piece of Nintendo history. And for me, like, think about how many of these things are like now like coveted, or you see them and you're like, wow. Like, if you saw a power pad that was, like, unblemished or, like, new in box, you'd be like, what? You know what I mean? Or, like, let alone, like, the original, like, Nintendo toys pre-Nintendo, like, you know, the billion barrel or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Like, tester, that, like, gotcha arm-looking thing, you know, robot arm. They were all, you know, um, in, I only know about them from Smash Brothers as, like, (laughs) this, you know? Yep. But, like, any of that stuff to me is, is amazing. Like, I have a super scope still in the box. I just completed a rob, That's like, amazing. an original rob. Yep. And, like, I got my rob, too. And, like, that stuff's amazing. So you're damn right I'm going to own that and the cardboard piano. Yeah. I have, I have a Famicom rob block set in the box. Really? Japanese version. Oh, man. Yeah. Tell I'll show you what I'm done. It's 80, yeah. 80 bucks. So it's worth it. So a couple last little quick hits here to wrap up the show because we're going just about a little long here. Um, Overwatch on Switch. So Justin, you're a fan of Overwatch. Yeah. Are, are you are you in, are you going to double down on Switch? Because for me, I'm a little concerned with. I have faith in Blizzard, but I'm a little concerned with how things perform on Switch when it's been on other platforms. Uh, historically, we haven't gotten great results from things being ported over or transferred over. Uh, you look at Fortnite, they took out the crossplay out again for the, for the because it just couldn't compete with the PS4, Xbox ones, and, and PC, of course. Um, are, are you in on Overwatch again? Um, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just because, you know, like, I... I want to be able to play everything all the time, you know what I mean? If I could strap on a visor and play every game that I've ever played and that thing cost me $300,000, like, get a second mortgage, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just want to be able to play anything all the time, and that's the thing about the Switch is, like, you know, I can take it wherever and I can feel good about it. And that being said, like, man, I don't know if there are gyro controls on PS4. I think there could be, but I've never seen them enabled in anything. There are, yeah. Right? And so, like, for me, like, sniping with a gyro, especially in, like, Fortnite or, like, in Splatoon, using the gyro controls, anybody who's not doing that, in my opinion, is, like, 
okay, like have fun. <laughs> I know that my ability to move my body to make something work is far better than my ability to move my thumb to make something work on basically an XY axis. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, you know, I think that that's probably actually going to be, in terms of control, one of the best console experiences. I do get what you're saying about, like, graphically and about whatever, but if there's no crossplay and you're only playing against other Nintendo Switch people, like, let's eat us up some noobs. Let's make yeah, it. You're all counts. suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. And think about it. No aiming Winston on that. That's going to be so much fun. Oh, that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. So, Caroline, you're you're ag- not against this. I don't want to say that's the wrong word. You're not in on this, but I want to call you out a little bit because you keep referencing on Nintendo Shack. I think the last two episodes, stating you don't want to dive into another MMO. Now, uh, well, yes, is- this is an MMO, but this isn't typically what you think of. You know, this is very different from WoW. This is a. I'm worried. It's know, a battle shoot. arena. It's a MOBA, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, so I was. M- I've watched Overwatch play, and when I was originally considering it when it launched, I was looking for more of a TF2 replacement, and this is less TF2 and more along the line of what Paladins has, you know, done. So a lot of my friends have asked me to play Overwatch, and uh, it's just it's just stuff that I don't think I can get into this late in the game. Not okay. to mention, um, I've talked about how terrible i am now with my dizziness and first party extremely like crazy action games like even minecraft makes me sick to an extent now uh so i i just um i don't know if i'm going to be able to do it okay fair enough i i'm still hesitant so i have overwatch i have it on ps4 i'm not great at it which is weird because i'm i'm confident enough to say i'm actually getting good at apex where i'm like I'm comfortable. I can get a win or two a night now at this point. So I'm down with that. I've never been great at Overwatch. I don't know if I'm just playing wrong. I need to spend some time with Kyle to teach me a little bit better. But I don't know. But like Justin's saying, if everyone's suffering from the same uh, setbacks that the Switch might have, which we don't even know, they may not, um, then it's even playing ground. It might be a good Mm -hmm. chance to jump in then and and not be behind the eight balls you're talking about, too. Because if we're really closed off from everybody else, you're not really necessarily at a disadvantage per se. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I one thing that I love about Overwatch is I feel like there's a character for everybody, and right. I mean they have really. And this is like where like you know everybody hates on Blizzard because they did one dumb thing, but at the same time like they've made pretty that game pretty much accessible to anybody. Yeah, like you sure. have it in so many different modes and configurations and subtitles and audio cues and visual cues and yada yada. And then even so, like then like Reinhardt, for example, and I'm not saying like he's the only character you can play. But for the majority of Reinhardt's life, he's living in this, like, third-person view, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's holding the shield, and you're behind him, and you can see his whole body. So, like, if you don't love... And he's also a character that's not going to be, like, jumping around 360, yeah. scoping people right. with his hammer. Yeah, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like if you're not into, like, that, you know, quick-scoping action, you know, this could be something that you could do. Me, I have to support aim. Me, good with Winston. And, like, I'm horrible. I'll chase people down until I have one HP, jump away, use a shield, please enjoy the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm horrible with, like, snipe characters, any sort of line of sight thing. But yet they've made a character that, for me, is just about timing. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, timing's my job, right? Like, I will know, like, oh, that egg's done. I don't have to look at it. I don't have to smell it. I just know by time something is done. I work in time all the time. So... That's all he is, man. And, like, I love I love that character. 
I love Arisa. I mean, there's just a character for everybody. I love that game simply because I don't know. It's fleshed out, and I think it's. I just think it's great. Cool. I just love it. So next one might be a little little controversial. So as you said, you you might have made a couple of controversial statements before you said them. So I'm about to say one here. Spider-Man, <clears throat> the MCU controversy here with the whole he's not in, he's in, he's not in, he's in. Sony and Disney not playing nice. They're they're playing nice for now for what one Spider-Man movie and one appearance in another movie and that's it. Is are are we are we comfortable here, Justin? Are we we think this is a good thing or is this going to be just a delayed? Uh, screw up later on because the the way Far From Home, uh, as you've seen it, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. The the yeah. way that ended, they're clearly setting up something. And when they said, "Oh, Sony can't, uh, we can't use Spider-Man anymore," I'm like, "Well, you just set up the rest of the MCU to follow along behind Spider-Man." Now they still have that, but yet they only have one more chance to play with them, at least for now, unless something happens. Like I don't know what are they gonna do. What do you what do you think? <laughs> you know, Marvel's got Peter Parker. Epic's got a black hole. You know. <laughs> Like, listen, man, like, we can speculate all we want, but, like, the more we speculate and the more we, like, click the thing that says, OMG, something might happen, you know, the more publicity that we're, like, ultimately giving them, right? And I, I, that's, like, I'm in the, I'm a fan, so obviously I want to help them and I want my fan dreams to come true. But at the same time, like, you know, we don't know. We could be getting played. Like, you know, for all we know, like, None of this actually happened. It was Mysterio. You know, like, true. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like, sure, there's going to be, like, public stuff about, you know, the trading of IPs and that sort of thing. But if it can be so clear that he's out, you know, two months ago and now so clear that he's in, but only for this amount of time, Tom Holland brokered the deal himself. You know, like, who knows? You know, <laughs> you, I've ranted many times about how I feel about, like, fans complaining. And I'm just like, man, for me, I'm just going to go watch the movie if it's good. And if it's not good, then okay. And like, if they can't get him in the universe anymore, like, it's not the end of my universe. <laughs> like, I'm going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm gonna Spoiler alert. In before they signed Tobey Maguire to be Spider-Man and Tom Holland's just not out. And that's what they mean by he can only be in. So they're bringing Tobey back. Multiverse. <laughs> Yeah, there's a multiverse perfectly fine by me. Bring Garfield <laughs> in too, you know. Bring From all the same movie. Japanese Spider-Man in. It's it's fine, man. Animated Spider-Man, whatever. Doppelganger, all the Spider people. Spider Ham, I love him. Spider Ham. Spider <laughs> Gwen. <clears throat> the Ghost Spider. Um. All right. So last question, really, kind of to wrap things up here. Games you're most looking forward to for the rest of the year, this year. So Caroline, we'll have you go first to give Justin some time to to ponder here. Oh, obviously Pokemon. Uh, I am excited about the Doraemon Story of Seasons game that I'm getting that's in the mail right now coming from Singapore. Uh, that hopefully will tie me over until Rune Factory 4's remake comes out in January. Um, I really, I'm just biding my time until Animal Crossing in March. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's just... Once I hit once once Pokemon comes out, I'm literally going to be twiddling my thumbs for three or four months. Okay. All right. So for me, I I'm, my eyeballs are set in the Outer Worlds, which comes out in a couple weeks here, which I'm stoked for that more hopefully Fallout style action. Um, Luigi's Mansion, my yep. most anticipated Nintendo game of the year, comes out into this month. So I'll be looking forward to that. Um, Ring Fit Adventures, I think I'm in on that one, so that's going to be on there too. Uh, but much like you, my my sights are soundly set on March of next year for Animal Crossing. I cannot freaking wait for that game. Mic drop. 
Mic drop. Oh uh, man, I hate to like repeat stuff, but like, what is everybody else doing? Because all like on my horizon, it's like Ring Fit for like the lulls, but also mm-hmm. like Luigi's Mansion, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I and I mean that's like definitely, definitely, but like I don't even know. Nothing out there is like grabbing me as like a holiday must-have. You know, like correct me if I'm wrong, but like Red Dead came out right about now last year. Yeah, it yeah. did. And that was like a huge splash. You know. To be honest, what I'm most excited about is like not like having to work my brains out in like the middle of winter and just like sitting and playing my games that I have. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy. Backlog. Yep. Yeah, I really just I want to work in the backlog and like I've actually amassed a pretty good collection of like retro games. Um, I don't even like that term retro games. They're just old games, you know, mm-hmm. old games. I want to like experience again and kind of dabble with. And like, I don't know. Um, I'm really like actually. There's been so much hate on the uh, Mario Kart phone, whatever it's called. Yeah, Mario Kart uh, Tour. Yeah, Mario yeah. Kart Tour. Yeah, I actually like that thing, and like it's a great way to like waste 30 seconds, like if you have nothing else to do. I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, sure, like microtransactions, but like no one's. I don't know. Maybe I have like the like so much uh, restraint or something. Like, Self control. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> simply don't buy things call me crazy and then i just like play whatever and i don't care if i win or lose it's just a way to like waste time that feels fun and like puts me in that world you know i feel like it's nice to be dropped into the mario world mm-hmm. when you're like bored so i like having that around man other than that man shoot when does avengers come out january right yes mm-hmm. yeah april or may i don't know i should yeah. know these things you should but i'll look it up for you Thanks. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, maybe I don't have enough intel. Is there anything else that I should be like super hyped about? May 2020. Oh, so May. Yeah, we, got, we got a while for Avengers. Yeah. I don't know if that changed or not, but yeah. May. I mean, there's really, it's really kind of, there's nothing except Pokemon that's really a main game release for Q4. I'm just trying right. to think. There's really nothing else. Yeah, it seems like all the all the console makers except for Nintendo are focused on next gen, wrapping up the couple things like Sony's Last of Us Two, mm-hmm. um, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding. Well, Death Stranding comes out this month, I think, so that's on Sony's ecosphere. But like a lot of the games are just multi platform. You got your Call of Duty, you got your stuff like that. But it seems like everybody's set on next year, uh, except for Nintendo. Is let's like let's print that money, let's keep it going. Yep. Well, anyway, I mean, what a good run for Nintendo. Like the Switch has just been so great. Like. God, the Wii U is so maligned, you know? And I think, like, now, you know, what, two years into the Switch, like, it's been two years, right? Two years yep. into the Switch. Nope. Yeah, it'll be three years in March. Oh, yep. Almost three. Yeah. Oh, well, this is great. And, like, yeah, still got it. And, you know, still keeping things fresh and exciting and weird, you know? Like, bravo, Nintendo. Yep. Well done. All right. So that, that wraps up the show. So, Caroline, where can people find you and connect with you outside of uh, Nintendo Shack? I am the Nintendame on Twitter, on Twitch, and that's pretty much else. I kind of fell by the wayside on my Instagram and my Facebook, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, But yeah, you can hit me up there, you can hit me up in the Discord. I've just kind of been uh, keeping a low profile recently. I didn't even stream today, so. Lazy. I gotta get back into it. How are you going to make that ninja money if you're taking days off? I know, I know. You don't play Fortnite. You have no excuse. Um, You can follow me, as you guys all know, at PSVG Kevin on Twitter. Uh, Head over to the website, psvg.blog, to find all the things we do here at the network and all the cool shows. 
Um, and then, Justin, where can people find you and keep up with what you're up to? I am Eat Fellow Humans pretty much across the board. I got some other things floating around. But if you hit me on the IG or Twitter, um, you know, we can connect on wherever else you may need to find me. And oh, just hey, a, a plug since he's a, not doing good. Yeah, sorry, man. Got a book coming out this month. Me uh, down. Thanks. <laughs> yes, next month, the Ultimate Ninja Foodie Pressure Cooker Cookbook. 125 recipes to air fry, pressure cook, slow cook, dehydrate, and broil for the multi-cooker. That crisps by Justin Warner coming out November 12th, 2019. Get on Amazon right now. If you pre-order it, it's 1960. 1960, that's it. Wow. I, I didn't even know that's what it's called. So thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> thanks, agent. I appreciate it. Yeah, right. Uh, also, Justin is appearing November 1st and 2nd at the Hangout Oyster Cook-Off in Alabama. With the likes of uh, Michael Simon and yeah. Artie Sakara. There's, there's a bunch of people. This one's stacked this year. It really is. It really is. Um, you know, of course, I got to shout out, man, missing Carl Ruiz, you know? Yeah. What a horrible thing. Uh, Carl Ruiz passed away. If you guys watch Grocery Games, I'm sure you know him. Uh, he's hard not to know, but he's not going to be there this year. So uh, a little bit of a, a Paul cast on the festivities, but. That being said, we got plenty of other people that uh, are going to try and keep it as lively as can be. Should be a blast. Um, and man, if you like oysters, it's truly the place to be. And like white beaches, and it's warm, and it's totally not winter there. Come on down. Here you go, Caroline. It's only a couple states over from you. Just, just top over. It's one state over, but it's See? it's at least six hour drive for me. So yeah. two day weekend. Make Brian I'm not take a, I'm not an oyster girl. I can't even eat them cooked. I don't know. There's beer. Yeah, has beer. You like that. You I know do that. Like that. It's good stuff. Fair enough. Um, and then also, of course, you can uh, hit up Marvel's Eat the Universe on YouTube and all the other fun places to see that weekly in your YouTube thing. Subscribe to that. Uh, so thank you, Justin, for appearing yet again and slumming it with us. Dude, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me as uh, part of the 200th episode. It's cool, man. Like, I don't know. I don't really, like, short of getting, like, achievements in Dragon Quest for doing the story... <laughs> like, I don't really participate in milestones, you know? So, thank you, guys. It really means a lot. Happy to be a small part of your bigger community. Thank you. Yeah, so, as always, it. we ask everybody that you never stop gaming. Hey there, Kevin is back with the official PSVG review of The Children of Morta. Let's start with the story here. The Bergson family has watched over Mount Morta for generations as the guardians of the mystical mountain. They now face their most dangerous trial as a family. Corruption has spread, morphing the once peaceful mountain into a violent and monster-infested nightmare. Experience what it means to be in a family of heroes, take part in their journey, their struggles, and their victories. Witness the love for each other unmatched by even the gods themselves. Fight through hordes of unfathomable beasts as you explore the darkest depths of this ever-changing mountain. Gorgeous and breathtaking procedurally generated dungeons guarantee a unique experience every time you leave the safety of the Bergson's house in pursuit of the truth behind the corruption. It was developed by Dead Mage Studios and published by 11-Bit Studios for PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and now available on the Nintendo Switch.
So Children Morta is an action RPG with a roguelite approach to character development where you don't play as a single character, but a whole extraordinary family of heroes. Hack and slash through hordes of enemies in this procedurally generated dungeons, caves, and lands that leave the family of Bergsons with all their flaws and virtues against the forthcoming corruption. Gameplay-wise, it's a unique mix of action-adventure, RPG, roguelike, and hack-and-slash game. That is a mouthful. But let me let me explain here. So typically, I stray away from the roguelike uh, game style. However, this one plays a lot differently. So the dungeons, yes, are procedurally generated each time you dive back into the caverns and, and take on your enemies. But what you gather, much like roguelikes, carries on and you're able to level up and re-experience your character. But this game is designed a little bit different so that, yes, you're made to die but that's how you get your story the story elements in this game are all interwoven in the scenes when you go back to home after a failed run through a dungeon or cavern or whatever you want to call it in this in this game that's where you get your story elements that's where you see the characters in the family interact with each other that's how you're introduced to new characters that you'll eventually be able to play as so it's a very unique twist it's more of a hack and slash dungeon crawler that has these roguelike elements in there um, but it's really really well done um, so as we said, the gameplay-wise, it, it, you run back and through, back and forth, it's procedurally generated the dungeons, um, there's no permadeath, so no, no fire emblem crippling fear of losing somebody you like, and you can change the family members in between story dungeon runs. So as we said, the story takes place in a distant land, um, but copes with themes and emotions common to all of us, uh, love and hope. Uh, longing and uncertainty, ultimately loss and sacrifice we're willing to make to save the ones we most care for. Um, but basically it's a story about a family of heroes standing against encroaching darkness, end of the world, post-apocalyptic. We're used to this type of thing, but it's a really cool and different unique twist that the fact that you're playing as an entire family, not just one person. So imagine playing like The Legend of Zelda, but you get to be each character in the game running through your dungeons and you see the story bits and it's all interwoven with, you know, mother and son, father and daughter, grandfather, grandmother, and all these different family dynamics are also interwoven into this game that most people see when they think of roguelike being, well, there's not much story, there's not much substance here, it's just a dungeon crawler. Uh, a loot and grab, you know, upgrade my characters and go on. This one has unique, nice story built in there. Um, as far as uh, audio elements, the music is good in this game, uh, but the voiceover is pretty good too as well. There's a narrator that narrates the, the scenes in between dungeon runs. Um, I feel like it's pretty well done. Gives you a sense of what the family is going through and the stress that they're placed under with this task that they're basically challenged with as part of their life. Uh, caring for the mountain and taking care of the corruption that comes through here. Um, so the different characters you get to play as are all unique and, and different. So you have characters from ranged attacks, magic spells, blocks, stuns, evasions are a big part of this game as well. And then the passive buffs you just get. Uh, it's all there for you to discover, unlock, and upgrade. You can choose eventually from six different family members, each with having different unique skill sets. Uh, the father, John, is a protective warrior with a sword and shield. Think Link. Uh, the elder daughter, Linda, is an archer, uh, Kevin, mm -hmm. a quiet fighter equipped with deadly daggers, uh, Lucy is a wizard, a lively and bold fire mage, uh, Mark is a martial arts fighter, and Joey, who basically just smashes stuff with a giant sledgehammer, so that's fun. Um, but each character is leveled up and, and geared up and made uniquely as you run through, so they all play entirely different, which makes for a great replay value. And also just allows you in between runs to switch characters and try something different. Like if you hit a point where you're like, wow, this is really tough, 
uh, maybe martial arts isn't going to work, I need to be more ranged, then, you know, your next run you pick Lend and jump right in. And each character is upgraded and skilled up differently, uh, independently. Their experience carries over individually, making the overall family more powerful as you upgrade everybody. Uh, the art style is a combination of hand-painted pixel art and frame-by-frame -frame animations um, with a really cool lighting techniques that make it kind of come alive. So it's almost like you're playing an 8-bit game uh, of old, like it's, a, it's an ob obscure, I guess, uh, RPG where you kind of get an idea of what the character looks like, but it's not super detailed. Uh, but the lighting is really what makes this game atmospheric and dynamic, is just kind of how that changes and goes through. Uh, but overall, it's a beautiful looking game, uh, pixel art done well, uh, as we know. I've said especially too that I get a little tired of the pixel art style, but in this one it was done deliberately with, with meaning, um, and it looks great in the, in, the, in the overall scheme of things. So basically I'd say from PSVG this is a definite recommend, uh, sits very well reviewed over on Steam uh, as well, but I think if you've got some, some time and some effort and you want to try something just a little different, uh, I think Children of Morta might be for you. So that's all from us this time, this is Kevin from PSVG, have a great day. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.